0: on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Old Chicago, welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. S.C. Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you and by Stokes, Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Aggies' coaches show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Girard. Hey, hey,
1: welcome in! Celebrating a big win, looking ahead to a big game coming up on Friday. It's your Aggie coaches show. Scott Girard hanging out, hanging out with Blake Anderson. What a big W for Utah State going on the road and getting the win. Over Washington State, first win against the p P5 team on the road since 1971. You heard that once or twice.
2: C- a couple times. It, it doesn't get old, to be no, honest with you. You can say it again if you'd like. Uh, that's a good one to
1: to get off the books. All right. So 23 to 11, teams down in the fourth quarter, just about five or six minutes left. You're on that drive. Uh, what are the emotions like on the sideline and, and something like that? I mean, I mean, we're you know we're up in the booth losing our mind. I know people are listening and watching. Uh, you know, biting. Uh, fingernails like crazy, but how do you stay calm and composed on a sideline when in situations like that? I,
2: I don't know. It was amazingly calm, to be honest yeah. with you, on the sideline. You know, we talked about it kind of being that kind of game. Uh, the really just kind of the pregame speech and everything talking about guys this is going to come down to the last drive it's going to be a it's going to be a 60 minute game don't be surprised if we're 14 down at some point you know this it, with the energy of the stadium and environment of their first home game just be patient and and trust that our conditioning is going to play out in the fourth quarter and we're going to be we're going to have enough energy in our tank to go finish it uh very similar approach to the game we won at K State a year ago. I even talked about that game yeah. and the fact that we were down and that we didn't panic, and and guys went out and made plays late. Uh, I don't know; it's just really it was it was very calm on the sideline. Uh, I, I didn't, I never felt like that. We got really, really rattled. The guys just kind of kept believing and playing hard, and, and we started getting the plays that we needed. And you could see physically the difference between us and them in the fourth quarter. And the later it got, the bigger that gap became. And that's where we were able to make big plays when we had to.
1: You know, a stat that I was looking at that I thought was really interesting. First quarter, you averaged 6.4 yards a run, but a lot of that was Andrew Peasley getting a bunch of big chunk yards there. But second quarter, 3.9. Third quarter, 4.8. And then fourth quarter, nearly five yards a carry. And you can tell as the game went on, as you mentioned in the pregame, You know, you you, you play against this fast pace, it's going to wear you out a little bit, and the yards just kept coming and coming in the running game.
2: Yeah, if you look at what they do, all right, they're a huddle team by nature. Uh, Their tempo of practice and the style of play on a weekly basis is a lot slower than ours. And so when you can get the first down and you can extend a drive, you started seeing them sub D lineman mass substitutions. The DBs, we started getting more and more separation between us and them in the back end, and the runs. I I don't know what our average was the first quarter because if you take away Peasley's run, we're probably averaging about two yards of carry. I mean, it was not going well. We were having to fight for everything, and we knew that was the case, but we wanted to commit to the run game. We we saw it gradually get better, and when we had to, huge third and six at midfield on one of the last two drives, we run the ball for a first. Being able to run the ball into the end zone down when there's a lot of bodies inside the five. Uh, A couple big, big runs that kept us ahead of the chains in the fourth quarter. It all just kind of comes back to the method of the madness about how we prepare and how we play. It's more than just playing fast for fast sake. Yeah, it is. It is playing fast, practicing fast, running at a just ridiculous pace during the summer and during fall camp at a point where guys just really don't even understand it. But they understood it when the game was over. They realized how it benefited us, and uh, and it paid off for us huge on Saturday night.
1: It's kind of like that old Bill Parcells line. This is why you lift all those weights in the summer. I mean, I got to imagine for a players, it's it's a realization of like, oh, oh, this is why we do this.
2: Well, it's completely different than what they've been doing yeah. for one. I mean, we we absolutely full full circle from from what they've been doing, which is fine. I mean, doesn't make one way right or wrong. It's just it's the way we approach it, and even though they'd heard me talk about it a lot, Paul Jackson and the strength staff talk about it a lot. The offensive coaches talking about it a lot. It's until you go out and it happens and you, and you're a part of it. You really don't truly probably believe it's going to be that kind of advantage. And, and I think we're at a point now where the guys really get it. And and now it's even more fun because they want to, they want to push the envelope even further.
1: You know, when you play that style of football, I remember you go back to 2018 with Matt Wells and, and and Coach Yost, their time of possession, they were like 27, 28 minutes because they were, but you were able to not only play fast, but also dominate in time of possession in the fourth quarter when it really mattered.
2: When it matters. And, and we want to. We're, we're balanced. We're very balanced. Ballast to me is using all your weapons, using all the grass. And, and really, taking advantage of what they allow you to do, and, and when you look at the stat line two hundred and thirty yards rushing yeah. I mean, we, we were balanced across the board uh, we we want to we want to control the ball, we want to lo- extend long drives, fatigue them as much as we can, keep the defense on the sideline where they 're breathing and getting ready to go back out and play three or four snaps at a time so it's not again it 's not just fast for fast sake yeah. there 's a lot of strategy behind it. Uh, even when you go forward on fourth down, and we, which we did a couple times Saturday night. You know, similar to what Matt and Yost did, that's a little bit more uh, of, of a pass uh, kind of first uh, offense. This is this is way more balanced in the sense that we are absolutely fine just pounding the ball right at you.
1: And I love the fact that, that uh – The question I think I had going in, who was going to be the more physical team? Could Utah State match up with that big offensive line, great defensive line at Washington State? And for huge chunks of that game, you were the more physical team in that game.
2: Yeah, I I never felt like we got pushed around, to be honest with you. A couple of plays that we got out of gap defensively and gave up a couple. Their biggest run was just absolutely a bust on our part, not where we're supposed to be. Obviously, they took advantage of that. But you never just saw him come downhill and just shove us around. The, the safety that we created, I mean, Nick Henninger lines up at nose guard and just takes the center and just walks him back to the quarterback's lap. You know, th- that changes everything. We we held up up front, and, and again, that's the confidence of the offseason of what we've done, both conditioning and then, you know, putting heavy weight on your back, you know, power cleans and squats and just the, the culture that we've built is – I mean, we're going to be tough. We're going to be tough, and we're going to sacrifice and and play through, you know, some really tough situations, and I thought it showed up for us against a very long, very big, you know, pretty-looking football team when they walked in. But, yeah, I would absolutely say we're the most physical team on Saturday night.
1: So, uh, locker room, uh, we were on the flight, but overall, that would be a fun celebration (laughs) after the game.
2: Yeah, I know Fox Sports or somebody put out a picture of the the, – locker room it, it was a lot of fun a lot of bad dancing going on a lot of water splashing around but uh yeah it was it was it was i told the guys and it was it was strange i was super excited but i, I just i absolutely was not surprised I, I really felt like that if our guys did what they needed to do and we played within the plan and they literally would play with the effort level that you saw in film that we had a great chance to go to get a win and they did exactly those things and overcame a couple bad plays that we had and their effort and energy really played off.
1: Well I talked to you at halftime and you get two turnovers and you still only allow six points on yeah. the board. That's that's a huge win for your team going in at
2: halftime realizing okay, we're we gave up two turnovers but we're only down one. Five trips inside the red zone, they got they got one touchdown. Yeah. We forced four field goal attempts, they missed one. That is the biggest goal we have on defense is to force kicks. Whether it's punts or field goals, doesn't matter. Yeah. Force kicks and with what we do on offense, I think people need to realize, and it's, a, it's, it's asking a lot of our defense. The amount of snaps, the tempo that we play at puts a tremendous amount of pressure on our defense. So throw the total yardage out of the window. Can we force kicks? Can we force punts? And, field goals. and in that game, they did that as good as anybody in the country. And that gives us a great opportunity to win games, especially against good opponents. If we can keep them out of the end zone and make them kick field goals, we, we are right where we need to be.
1: On the offensive side, and, and I, I didn't chart this, I, and I, I'm only one comes to mind, I think he only had one three and out. That was the first of the game. First
2: yeah, the game. We, we were able to get the first first down most of the night. Now, some of the, some of the series stalled. The two turnovers were series that the ball was moving okay. Yeah. Um, you know, that 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 was a struggle. We had the penalties down there. It was super loud. I, don't I was going to we ask were, you what. Yeah, it was. It a was, loud
1: wh- issue or a crowd issue? Band.
2: For a crowd of 40,000 in that end zone with that building, it, it got super loud down in that end zone. We did not handle that well. We got better as the game went on. But uh, we... We found a way to mess up a couple series that should have extended, and I thought that we should have gotten more points on the board than we did earlier
1: well, when you have a lot to work on it 's always nice when you have a w and then you still have a lot. you can go to the film room and say okay we got we still have a bunch of stuff to clean up yeah, there.
2: i'd much rather be working on things after a win than a loss and and the key this week is really just detailing it and and guys being coachable and and, and really trying to improve on uh, on what we did don't don 't settle with with a win let 's try to get better
1: so normally when you come in as a head coach and you get a new job and you look at the schedule all right we got washington state on the road and then you got an fcs team you're like okay well maybe a little bit of a breather and then you look at north dakota and you probably look at john hartwell
2: like north dakota this is a good team here i told john don't don't ever schedule anybody that's from dakota any dakota north south anywhere i don't know how many dakotas there are but don't schedule them anymore they're all good yeah and it's a really good football team uh and we have been very very transparent with our group of guys yeah uh, this is a solid football team. They're going to come in here. They will not be intimidated. They will play downhill physical football. Uh, they will hit you in the mouth if you're not prepared and you don't, they will run to the ball. Their effort level is uh, is really fun to watch. When you watch them play, everybody in all three phases flies to the ball. Uh, it's a huge challenge for us. Now, it's different than the challenge we just went through. These guys won't be as long and, and the bodies will look different. But as a team, really, really well coached, used to playing deep in the playoffs uh, and, and, and playing in tight, tough football games, uh, it will be everything we want and more.
1: Well, and you don't, and I know a lot of people have brought this up to you already this week, but you don't have to look too far to see, uh, you know, what Montana did and South Dakota State going to Colorado State and just taking it to
2: them. This team beat the brakes off of South Dakota State last year. Yeah. So, and that has not been that long ago. That's yeah. just been in the spring. This team can play. Uh, we, we've got to be prepared. East Tennessee State beat Vanderbilt. I mean, there was a lot of those that happened. Uh, you've got to be prepared to play and play well. Our goal is really just to focus on being better than we were a week ago. That's it. If we can just improve, you know, increase our level of energy, reduce mistakes, then then it re- the, the opponent is beside the point. It's about us just getting better one week at a time, one day at a time, and I think our kids are focused on that. I've been really pleased with the approach coming out of the game. We've not been, you know, heads have not been filled. They're listening, and we've had great meetings and practice today.
1: So just kind of a random question in terms of, of, you know, I was looking at their schedule, and they play James Madison in, like, May 10th. Yeah. And so, I mean, with their spring season, do you think that's – Help some of these fcs teams that have played in may and just three months later they're playing again and they've got the chemistry and a lot of these guys came back do you think that's helped some of these fcs teams or is kind of a non-issue
2: well no I, I think it definitely does if you can stay away from injury if they didn't really lose a lot of guys to injury that's got to I mean playing other people is completely different than playing yourself yeah. i mean you 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 get prepared in game situations and these guys are coming out of deep seasons they went deep into the playoffs played really good people it's got to chisel you and, and make you better, and I think we're seeing some really good football teams play uh, early in the season that that typically would have been coming out of a spring and a summer. They just came out of they're just in an extended, yeah. extended season right now.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And again, these guys lost in the quarterfinals to uh, James Madison, who's a really, really good FCS team. I, I think they w- went on and won the whole thing, didn't they?
2: No, Sam used to say that last Houston, year. But yeah. if you look at the last just the last ten years. James Madison, North Dakota State, and Sam Houston have been the perennials, and those are the only two teams they lost to. Yeah. I mean, these guys can play. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break and come back. Coming up next,
1: we'll hear from you. If you've got questions here at Old Chicago, we'd certainly love to hear from you and get your thoughts on the game. If you've got questions for Coach, you can ask him as well. And remember to attend the show tonight in person and show us your USU Credit Union Aggie card to be entered in to win prizes. Also, uh, a lot of other great opportunities to win as well. It's all provided to you by USU Credit Union. We're live here at Old Chicago. It's the Blake Anderson Coaches Show right here from Learfield. Welcome on back. It's the Blake Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Hey, you know what? You come on down here to Old Chicago, you get some grub, it's going to distract you a little bit. That's the kind of food you're going to get down here at Old Chicago. We're not messing around. That was good stuff. What are you working on over there?
2: Uh, some uh, cauliflower. I don't know. bro. Is it grilled? I don't know. It's really good. Whatever it is, you need to try it. It's amazing. Come
1: on down here and check it out. All right, time for you to ask questions. If you got a question for Coach, we'd love to hear from you and uh, get your thoughts on uh, the game and looking ahead to North Dakota as well. Hey, remember, this is a Friday game, so uh, make sure to be there. It's a whiteout. Whiteout. Let's get you decked out in white. Come out and fill that stadium. These guys deserve to see a full stadium.
2: Man, I hope it is packed. Uh, I've been here when it is crazy and enjoyed it remembered it i am i am begging and pleading for it yeah. to be be packed to the to the top
1: all right we got questions uh, go right on hand i believe that's going to be really loud so yeah, let's that, turn that down a bit that's
2: good stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay i have a question as to
2: you're good don't worry about it wow, we're that good no, loud. i'm good. used have to being yelled at you're, you're yelled at all the time
0: <laughs> what do you ta-
2: tell these guys as they come off the field and the ones that have committed the 15-yard penalties? Yeah, the the not-so-smart ones. Yeah, this is a family-friendly show, so I'm going to tell you that <laughs> I have some very choice words for those young men. It's all in love, I promise you. But um, we make a huge emphasis on that, and uh, there is a penalty to pay. And one of those young men is sitting right over here at this table, so you can ask him about it here in a little bit if you want to. Um, <laughs> You know, we're lucky that we survived those. And, you know, when you play right on the edge, which we want to, we want to chase the ball and have hats around the ball. And we want to get multiple guys there. When you play right on the edge, you're going to cross that line of case That We want to make sure that we can dial that back a little bit, but I don't want to, I don't want to uh, pull back on their, their physicalness. I don't want to pull back on their willingness to chase the ball. And there's going to be some bang bang plays that happen and, and hopefully we can avoid them. Uh, you know, the, the taunting, when he, we, that's, that's just a bad decision. But the bang-bang the plays where you're right there on a quarterback as he's getting near the line or those sort of things, some of those are going to happen if we're playing as hard as I want him to play. Some of them are just, uh, it's the ones that are calculated and, and just a poor decision that we have to get rid of completely. And so we're, we're working hard to do that. It's a fine
1: line, I'm sure. Being, it's a line. Really you know, fine if you right line. up there and you want them to be uber-physical and sometimes that's going to happen.
2: We talk about playing with fanatical effort on the edge of out of control. We don't want to cross the line. But if you're going to play right up to that line and play with the effort level that you saw the other night, if it t- and that's what it's going to take to win, then when we get to that edge, we got to realize where that is and pull back just a little. And that's hard to do. But uh, I would rather have to pull them back than tell them to go, Yeah, if that makes sense. So we're right there. It was a great teaching experience. Luckily, we won a game at the same time. And I think kids understand and we we, we – basically went through every one of those circumstances very critical in front of the entire team and I think we'll we'll pay off that'll pay off a lot in the future based off of what we saw. Alright
1: I believe we have uh, another question. Another one. Another question over here. Go ahead sir. Hey Hey uh, How do you remain so calm even clear to the
2: end of the game without either losing your cool or cheering so loud? Uh, i probably do both I just do it really really well, I hide it. Uh I don't know if Trey the official that was on my sideline would say I was cool and collected at all. He uh he got an earful pretty much the whole fourth quarter. But uh I, I don't know. We just when you've been on the sideline as many times as we've been there, you, you obviously you learn from experience. I I lost my cool a handful of times and it didn't it didn't help us at all. So if I want the guys to be calm, I need to do that. And you just got to you just got to stay focused on the task at hand and freaking out just really doesn't do any good. It just causes them to freak out. I always think of a Will Ferrell movie when he's in the locker room and he's banging the chair against the lockers, telling nobody to freak out. And he's just going, I tell our guys, Hey, we've got to stay calm, try to do the best I can. I don't always succeed at that by the way. So don't, don't look too closely we don't we don't get a lot
1: of semi-pro references on. yeah that
2: was pretty good though, that yeah. was
1: good that was yeah. well done by you but you know i didn't see us i didn't see a video shot of you when uh, bonner connected with devin tompkins but but they they got to the sideline pretty quick and everybody was pretty calm and just had the two up in the air saying we're going for two and yeah. and, and staying calm and collected over uh you know one of the more incredible plays we've had at utah yeah. state in recent history
2: uh you know i think there was some excitement but i think we kept it within a dribble you know yeah. we didn't get yeah. outside of that and we had to go for two and you know, we, we really got to stay collected enough. To, and they went out and executed the two-point play perfectly. I don't know if, you know, if you think about it, would it matter or not, they still had a long way to go in a short time. But, man, I, I'd hate to think a field goal gets you beat right there. So that that two-point play was pretty critical as well.
1: Hey, another kind of random question here, too. When – you know Kevin and I were watching the game and, and and you knew that Washington State had to do something hook and ladder, laterals, a bunch of stuff like that. How much time can you dedicate to stuff like that in practice because it doesn 't happen very often, but we see it when it goes poorly for teams it 's not great so i got to imagine you have to spend a little bit of time on we, stuff like we
2: that we have we 've actually practiced both of those scenarios. There were a lot of plays that came up in that game that you might not see till week eight yeah i mean the 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 kickoff return after a safety, which we did not handle real well, ball hit the ground. Should not have, the uh, the the desperation kick return, and then obviously the the desperation offensive play. We've worked all of them. We actually have a mock game the week before the first game. We worked both of those plays wow. exactly, and we didn't we didn't play it very well in the mock game. And Dom's here tonight. You're going to have Dom up here in a little bit. He actually, I mean, he played it perfectly against Washington State, but he got himself leveraged in the mock game. And I think it was just great teaching opportunities so that when we came back, I mean, he was right where he needed to be. And, and, you know, those are things you may work once or twice in fall camp, talk about, and you might not see till week nine when it matters most in a conference game that's going to possibly get you beat. So I thought our guys responded really, really well.
1: Yeah, I thought they were really, really well done and really handled themselves well in that situation another question over here go ahead sir
3: yeah coach uh, a lot of fun to watch up in Pullman this weekend and uh, you had Bonner and Peasley rotating on possessions what you know both of them had uh, you know a couple of mistakes that they made but they both played fantastic and brought different things to the game what did you like and not like and what do you expect to see out of that going forward well, I, I, love, as, I love the U.S.
2: and yeah, I didn't have to yeah awesome it took him to a, like question three today when we we're on the radio to get to that oh, that's my co-host I let yeah, him ask yeah, that the, you know, I thought you said it. I mean, both of them made some mistakes along the way. We both turned the ball over and can't do it. Uh, both of them were avoidable. Peasley's ball security was bad. Uh, it, it has been something we've worked with all throughout fall camp. He just tends to get the ball away from his body, and, and he can't You know, he can't turn the ball over there. We need to punt the ball right there. We need to punt him in and get him down to the one-yard line again. Bonner and the wideout were a little bit on, on different pages. Wideout looked. Bonner's supposed to throw the ball over the top. When the wideout looked, he put it on a rope. And the corner did exactly what he's supposed to do. He midpointed it, and made a great play. But, you know, Bonner—he—he put the ball where it's supposed to go, up, up over the top of the defense where that doesn't happen. So, they both did really good things. They both made some mistakes. Uh, you know, we went b- with Bonner late, just his experience in that situation, and it paid off big. I mean, he—he's been there a lot more. Peasley's only played a handful of games, and Bonner's got 20 plus games under his belt. And you can see just the calmness of him and the experience. I expect to see them just both get better to be honest with you. And we're we're moving towards one quarterback. We're not there yet but it's coming and I, I would not have played both if I didn't think they could help us win. We would not sacrifice a game uh by doing that, but I, I felt like both skill sets would help us and it did and they both made plays in their own on their in their own uh right and, and with their own skill set. Uh it just so happens that what we needed down the stretch was what Bonner's really, really good at and he played played big when we needed him to.
1: I believe we, do we have another question? If you have one, raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I
2: think you get to ask the next question.
1: It's up to me now. There you go. Um, one of the, you know, I the one thing I really enjoy is kind of the back and forth in the game. And uh, actually, I'm going to shut up now and let somebody over here ask a question. Well, my boss raised his hand uh, like he wanted to ask a question. I, I think he was joking, and now, I, now he doesn't want to ask I one. think our next caller is John from North Logan. <laughs> John from North Logan. <laughs> first, time, first time caller, long time Long-time listener. Long time listener. Uh, but, uh, you know, the little intricacies that, that happen throughout the course of the game adjustments like you saw the pooch kick and then you move DT into that position I mean those are kind of fun chess matches that you guys play in the course of a game
2: when you've got an all-american preseason all-american kick returner you know they're not really wanting to kick it to him. although they did give him a couple chances and he he almost got loose on one Uh, but yeah the the scott kick this pooch kick was not a big surprise we fair caught it the first time just to kind of feel for it but you know, if you're, if you're going to do that, you're going to kick away from number 11, and number 13 is going to be the guy we want to be touching it, and you're going to have to pick your poison. I, the thing that was really cool, and you guys don't have the luxury of going back and watching the play, but Scarver, from where he was standing on the goal line, sprints 40 yards and lead blocks for DT on the play. Wow. I mean, amazing effort, uh, big, just a – it wasn't a huge block, but – but just the willingness to go give that kind of effort and go up and block for him was awesome. And the guys loved it last night.
1: I also liked, uh, On a a return that he almost broke, and you saw the kicker in his way, and he delivered. He gets hit so often, he's like, you know what? I'm going to take it out on somebody. A poor kicker was was on the business end of a return. I like
2: the way he finished. Uh, He he wants the ball, and we want to get it to him. He was cramping up a little bit the other night. He would have gotten more balls, more opportunities on offense, but he was cramping. We had a handful of guys. That late kick, that 8 o'clock kick, that's a long time to kind of control your energy level. When they came down for lunch at 1130, they were ready to play. I was like, how are we going to get these guys to 8 yeah. o'clock? But w- the cramps were an issue for him. He just, we had to manage some of his reps.
1: Some other guys, and obviously Logan Bonner and uh, and uh, DT are going to get a lot of love. But I thought McGriff made some great catches on the, uh, uh, you know, near the sidelines. I thought
2: uh, um, uh, Derek you Wright know, right, making right. some impressive catches Huge. in traffic. Great night. Yes. Gotten better every week. Uh, he came up big. That's typically Scarver would have normally been out there a lot. But okay. as he, body was kind of given out. Derek stepped in and just played great. I mean, I think he had one ball that got on the ground, but he might have had eight or nine catches, did a great job.
1: Yeah, and and overall, uh, the passing and the wide receivers, I thought, looked really, really good. And I'm sure uh, coming up as the season goes on, it's something that you look forward to developing more with these guys because I thought everybody stepped up to the challenge.
2: Yeah, I, I, you'll see more. Brandon Bowling had a couple catches. Yep. You'll see Kyle. Kyle had a great fall camp and spring. And he didn't get a, a ton of catches the other night, but his opportunities will come. I think the more we spread it out, the more guys we use, the better we are. Take a break, come
1: back, and uh, you're going to hear from a couple of student-athletes that had big, big nights for Utah State. We'll do that next right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome on back here listening to the Blake Anderson Coaches Show as we are live here in Old Chicago. A couple of uh, young men that had huge games on a Saturday in Utah State's win against Washington State Calvin Tyler kind enough to join us uh and uh we're going to start with you and uh talk about your performance you had because uh there were multiple guys that got a lot of carries he ended up with 14 carries 84 yards you got the touchdown but uh talk about how special that was for you and in, in that game and and what that was like to go out there on a field that you played on before and you had some 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 memories there on that field
4: right uh <clears throat> it was special for me especially because it was my first ever, like, start at, as a running back. I started at uh, kickoff return before on that field, but that was my uh, first start at running back. But, man, it was, it was an amazing feeling, like, being able to produce and help your team win. That's always, that's always a good feeling. Even though I feel like I could have did better, I'm thankful for, with, like, the performance I did have, and I'm grateful for it. So
1: Dominic Tatum also kind enough to join us. And uh, from a defensive standpoint, I think there were some people had some questions about, how Utah State would perform in that game defensively, new system, new defensive coordinator, and you guys, I thought, played really, really well. Talk about how you evaluated your defense and and your performance overall.
3: I feel like um, we had a good game plan, and we executed that game plan very well. Um, I feel like we made the plays. We played very good man coverage, I felt like, and we got to the ball and tackle, and we were very physical.
1: And that's the thing that I think maybe even surprised Washington State was your overall level of physicality. Yes. I mean, whether it was you guys in the defensive backfield, the guys up front, I mean, for I'd say the majority of the game, the more physical team was Utah State.
4: Most definitely.
1: What, Most definitely. Is that, where does that come from? Is that just kind of the attitude that uh, Coach Monda and uh, and Coach Tucker really brought to the table here?
4: Yeah, that's the uh, type of attitude we play with and all, like, as we was preparing to play, we was just we was just saying to each other, "It's time for like Smash smashmouth football." And just watching film, we knew like I mean, it was a good team, but we knew them guys didn't want like that physical pounding like yeah. each play. And so, and that's why I was preaching to the, uh, the O line as the game was going on. I was like, "Just keep pounding them. Let's just keep pounding them. They gonna get tired, and eventually that happened." So.
1: Well, and I was going over some stats with uh, with Coach Anderson and the yards per attempt went from like three to four to five i mean it just as the game went on quarter by quarter that number just increased because you could tell that defense was was getting worn out
4: They was exhausted should have saw them guys out there it was time breathing hard <laughs> getting up slow but nah we already knew what it was just because that that's our offense like we've been here we've been here before we do that like that's how we play we play fast so we knew he's gonna get them boys they t- they tongues out <laughs> so Tom
1: let's I want to I want to get your background a little bit uh, tell us about how you ended up here at Utah State and what the recruiting process was like for you uh, to come here and, uh, and play in Logan
3: um, so out of high school I was a three-star athlete I went to Cover City High School my last my senior year um, three years before I was at Bishop Alamany High School which I played my junior year Um I played in six games, which I started getting college attention after those six games, and I started getting my offers rolling in to my senior year. Um, I got my first offer by Montana State, and after that, they just kept racking up. Um, I got my Utah State offer. This was one of my last offers. Um, Coach Mark Orfe offered yep. me, and he was very high on me and. He actually, when he was at Montana State, he offered me and then got the coaching job at Utah State. So okay. everything kind of played itself out. But um, I took a trip up here, and I just love the atmosphere and love the environment, love the people, and I thought this was the school for me.
1: Let's, uh, now, now uh, Calvin, you start at Oregon State, and you decide to come to Utah State. What was that decision process like to leave Corvallis and come here to Logan?
4: Uh, that was a... Easy decision because during Gary Anderson is the one who recruited me to Oregon State and was high on me. This and they loved me. I started for him, but um, once he came here, I almost like left Oregon State then and came to Utah. So I stayed by it. I uh wanted to wait it out, but once uh, I got in the portal, it was like a no call. Once Coach Chucky like uh called me because he was part of Gary Anderson's staff when he was at Oregon State, and he was like the person who picked he was a GA then, he was the one person that picked me and my family up from the airport so once i got that call he was like i'm the running back coach at utah state like telling me how the staff love my film they want me here it was a no-brainer already i knew i was going here it was out of here in memphis but just having that relationship with coach chucky that was just a no call well uh
1: chucky is like royalty around here in cash valley so (laughs)
4: what's it like playing for him man it's good just like he was up for the husband I know I didn't know that until he told us that but like just having that type of experience he know what it takes to win here he'd been in our position so it's just like having him just another eye on the field as far as like on the field and off the field honestly so
1: Dama, I, I want to get your perspective on this defense because there were some question marks about what this defense would look like how good you guys were going to be and I think that There's a lot of people that are eating some crow as to how you guys perform because they weren't necessarily expecting you guys to play as well as you did. Uh, But did you guys have any doubt whatsoever how well you would play against Oregon State?
3: Um, No, we didn't have no doubt. I mean, we work every day, and we just took it day by day. Um, We know it's a process, and we know that we have to just keep working. Every day it's a new game that we have to get ready for. So I feel like just one degree better every day it just adds to that
1: you had to make some adjustments because you went from a quarterback even though he got some runs on you a little bit early but he's not a running quarterback and then delora comes in and that 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 dude can run a little bit yeah. what was that what were those adjustments like for your team throughout the course of uh, switching between those two quarterbacks
3: um that adjustment it wasn't really adjustment like that i mean we just changed up a little bit of things just to contain them more and just play more man coverage so um, our defensive line can get in that backfield. Do you like playing man? Um, I love playing man. I love playing man. I'm a long-rangey type of defensive back, so, you know, it's kind of – I'm kind of like a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
1: and that's the thing. Like, the, you've got to have a different kind of mentality. You're out on an island by yourself, and if you get beat on a play, you can't worry about it. You've got to put it behind you, and you got to just think ahead. I mean, that takes a lot of not just tough as a player and physical talent, but a lot of mental toughness it seems like as well.
3: Yeah, it does take a lot of mental um, talent to uh, – Grasp that concept. I mean, we went against the offense almost every day and we had to go man against them. So that kind of prepared us for this game and helped us get mentally ready for those type of plays.
1: So going up against this kind of offense probably really helped you in your development as a player.
3: Yes. I, I mean, I've been going against this offense since 2019. So it's just been progressing each year as it comes.
1: Well, uh, the other interesting thing, too, is when you look at this offense and the way they run, Calvin, you guys, I mean, it's such fast-paced that you have to be in such great shape to play, and you probably could tell in the third and fourth quarter that it was wearing on defenses. How much fun is that when you see guys that are struggling out there on the on the field?
4: Man, that's fun. I, it's exciting, but, like, that, that, that's um, credit to Coach Jackson and his staff, man. They, they killed us this summer. And um, we all knew, like, it was part of the process. And we knew, like, when season come, it was going to be that time where we can just dog teams. Not dog them, but, like, run them to because yeah. we knew we had an extra tank. So, um, yeah, I look, it was just a good feeling. So,
1: I, I think because, look, you guys are special. Everybody wishes they could play college football. So, that's why I always like talking to you guys because you kind of get a feel for what it's actually like out on the field. So, with, you know, what was it, two, three minutes left – defense gets a great three and out which by the way that was awesome you know to get off the field in three plays you're over there on the sideline waiting for the TV timeout to get over with and you're looking around at your, your, your teammates and you got 78 yards to go three minutes left this is like backyard football this is yeah. what you grow up right. hoping and praying for these moments right. what's the conversation like on the sideline with you guys getting ready to go out there on the field and try to get a game winning touchdown drive
4: it's kind of giving me chills right now <laughs> thinking about it all over again but um, man our quarterback came, like, as we was doing the TV timeout, Logan Brunner came up to us, was like, we about to win this game, like, defense got the ball back, we gonna win this game, so, just trusting him, and I saw it in his eyes, like, he he got that killer instinct, so, it was crazy, like, it was a good feeling, but like you said, like, we live for moments like that, like, and that's, like, how fast our offense is, that's what we do, we do this, like, two-minute offense going fast, we do this, so, it wasn't new for us, so.
1: Off, all right, so another thing I want to get your perspective on, when you're in the bottom of about 22 dudes on top of you near the goal line <laughs> try from that first touchdown, first off, what's that like? And second of all, are you, like, looking at the official, like, hey, put your hands in the air. This is a touchdown. What's going on here?
4: My main thing, um, it's, that's hard. That's hard right there. But I just trust my old line, get behind them, and they're going to carry me in the end zone. And once that happens, yeah, it takes forever for uh, for everybody to get up. But as long as I'm in the end zone, I knew I fell in the end zone. So once they reviewed it and everything, I wasn't worried. I wasn't too worried. I knew he was going to get off the field. and Defense was going to make that stop too.
1: So, Dom, I want to back up a little bit. What's the conversation? The offense goes down, scores a touchdown. It's a one-possession game. You know you got to get uh, a stop. Uh, what's that conversation like on the defensive side going out onto the field knowing that you get a three now, give the ball back to the offense. They've got momentum, and you can win this game.
3: We were just talking about just getting the three-and-out stop. Um, it wasn't a lot of conversation. I mean, we was just more locked into it and just getting the stop and getting the ball back to our offense.
1: Coach told me to ask you about the uh, hit out of bounds. I don't know <laughs> if you have a comment about that or not.
3: <laughs> um, I didn't mean to, but um, <laughs> it kind of happened like that. Um, so,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is you got to be really aggressive. I mean, you're a safety. I mean, you're out there to make big tits, big tackles. I mean that that's your job out there. I mean that's that's and so it, it's I got to mention it's tough to try to walk that line between being overly physical and then also knowing when to back off and because I mean we're talking like split second decisions there.
3: Yeah, um I mean we go over this in practice um every day. So we just need to well, we go over just learning how to just control ourselves. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you, got
4: you got too excited,
3: yeah, I got too excited. you know this is a big game for me, so um
1: yeah hey i look i'm with you man i i i I think we were all up in the booth watching the game and screaming and yelling as well so i I totally (laughs) understand it uh let's talk about this north dakota team don let's talk about uh, what have you seen early i know it's still early in the week but on tape what have you seen out of this team and there were a lot of fcs teams that lost to f or fbs teams that lost to fcs teams i'm sure coaches mentioned that what's the message in the locker room and what have you seen out of this team
3: um, the message in the locker room is that this game we won't be taken lightly and this game isn't just a gimme game um, We go into every week just like we're the underdogs like just like last season how we was one in five um, That's just our mentality and every game one degree better So that's how we feel but um, with North Dakota What I've been watching is they run the ball a lot. They run a lot of 11 and 12 personnel mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a heavy run um type of game for us defense wise calvin what do you see out of that defense
4: um uh, they very aggressive downhill runners um they make the tackle i think they they pretty much run like a lot of uh cover four i think i believe but yeah they very aggressive they got um they, i mean then they're coming off a season where they like what they play like three months ago yeah a couple in may ago. middle of may was their so last they, game yeah they yeah. in a groove right now and, like Dom said, we're not taking hope. We're not taking them light, We're gonna prepare for them the same way as we prepare for uh, Washington State, and go out there and execute. Um, finally,
1: before we let you go, um, what was what was that locker lo- locker room like after that game? Because I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys, I mean, you guys are pretty young. Yeah, I'm pretty old, <laughs> but. That's older than I am that last streak. They haven't won since 1971 mm. on the road against a P5 team. Calvin, what did that
4: feel like to to, to bring home a win like that? Like I said, I was emotional because the last time I was there, yeah. they took away from me going to my first bowl game. So they win meant a lot. But the locker room, man, you can like – it's always a great feeling when you come in the locker room and everybody's smiling and exciting, So – we just fired up dancing. We we probably danced forever. <laughs> it took us forever to get home. We probably got home around like 3. We got home around like 4.30. But, it, yeah, I, I, I'd rather that any day. I'd rather a win like that, get on the plane any day.
1: Well, gentlemen, congratulations on the win. The thing is, it's only one of – the first one of of 12. So uh, a lot of games coming up, and I'm sure a lot of big plays from both of you coming up throughout the season. You guys are great, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for your time, and uh, let's do it again here soon.
4: Definitely. Thank you. We'll finish
1: up with Coach Anderson. Coming up next, you're listening to the Blake Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield. All right, final segment of the Blake Anderson Coaches Show. Went a little long with the players. Those are fun guys to talk to. You know, it's it's one thing, Coach, to have good players. It's also good when they're good players and good dudes, too. Yeah. And those are two good dudes.
2: Yeah, and you had know, two two good ones last week. Really yeah. proud, man. Just great kids. Great kids and uh, trying to do it, the best job we can of just kind of keeping those kind of guys in here. You want to have players, but you yeah. want to have, have guys that you love being around, too, and, and those are two classy ones
1: uh calvin tyler with 84 yards rushing but overall i thought your running backs um, really as a group performed really well in that game
2: yeah and i think you know right now we're a little bit of running back by committee yeah. uh don't know that that's gonna change although I, I did think calvin just showed some things he's played a lot of ball yeah he's not as surprised and, and and nervous in that situation you could see kind of his veteran leadership kind of show up uh, he had a, a little burst there that, that was good. He was cramping up. He was one of the guys that was cramping up the other night. Uh, but um, you'll probably see a lot of guys, and, and it would be great if one of them just stands out, and it could very well be him, and maybe that guy starts getting a few more carries. The thing about him, he's, he's, he can do everything we need. He can block. He can run the ball physically. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's very uh, headsy in terms of football IQ. So he's he really is the total package for us, which is what you're always looking for.
1: And I didn't bring it up with him, but... He slips on the third down where he would have gotten the first down. And the thing is, not only did you go right back to him on the fourth down play, yeah. but he makes the play on fourth down, makes yeah. the catch, gets it upfield, gets the first down. I love the trust you guys showed in him and his ability to be able to rebound and get yeah. back out there and make the
2: play. you got to have a short memory in, in football, man. If you're a DB that gets beat over the top or, you, you know, you drop a ball, you just got to move on the next play. You can't let one mistake turn into two. He did a good job. Never even crossed our mind to pull him. It just he, he tripped. He fell. It's going to yeah. happen. It happens to everybody. But uh, to make the play on fourth down, man, those are some huge plays. We had some big fourth down conversions that we absolutely had to have.
1: You know, and that's the other thing, too. And, and you mentioned it. When we were here back in, what was it, December or January, and we were, I was going down on the list, all the trick plays I saw in, in in Arkansas State and all the fourth down conversions. Like, that's who we are. Let's go. Whoa. And early in the third quarter on that first drive, he said, hey,
2: let's let's, let's pull the trigger. Let's we're going we're we're to play to win games. I mean, and, and, and that means calculated but aggressive. And that means there's going to be some times that fourth down is time to go. Um, you know, trick plays, fake punts, onside, you, you name it. We've done it all to try to win games you know, especially if you don't go in thinking you just are superior in athletic ability. Yeah. Then strategically, we got to take some risks. We got to, they need to be calculated risks. We're not going to play careless. We punted the ball down the one yard line the other night. Yeah. could have very easily gone for it in that area. But at that point in time in the game, I thought field position was really, really big. As the game went on and I felt like our offense was starting to get rhythm, had no problem going forward on fourth down. And we had two huge conversions that both turned into points. And, and so we we've got to be, Calculated and aggressive.
1: I thought they reversed by D T. Uh, you know, it got blown up a little bit and yet he still makes the play and gets the first down on it.
2: Yeah, they did a good job chasing it and, and he's got the speed. That's you you want to hand that ball to a guy that's got the speed to get around the corner. The thing that people did not see, and again you don't get the luxury of rewinding it, but my man Sturzer at tight end literally took a defender and dumped him. Wow in the cheerleader pile outside the field. We had a blast with it. The whole room went crazy yesterday. Full pancake, all the way out of bounds. Great block. And, you know, didn't catch a ball all night, but he had his he had his opportunity. And he got thrown to the Wolves, too. Yeah, no, doubt, well. no doubt. No he, doubt. He Without Carson playing, he went in and did a great job for us.
1: Well, hey, always a pleasure. Look forward to doing it again next week. Absolutely. Uh, remember, pregame show on Friday, not Saturday. Friday will begin at 6 o'clock. Kickoff is at 7. You'll hear it all on these uh, affiliate networks. Big thing. Thanks everyone who joined us back with you next week for another edition of Blake Anderson coaches show here from Learfield
0: from old Chicago. This has been the Aggies coaches show brought to you by holiday Inn express. Stay smart. Beaver mountain. Come ski. The beam Smith's fresh for everyone. Sports Academy and Racket Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford. Go further. And by ARS. Clean up, restore, rebuild. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Aggie Sports Network.